you're dead. I don't care how many times you've heard the illustration. You're sinking, you're drowning, you're about to go down for the last time and God throws you the life preserver, but you got to grab it. Dead men don't grab. I am called to be biblical. We don't need to hear from clever men. We need to hear from the inspired scriptures. You, wicked brothers of mine, meant it for evil. Meant it, meant it, 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 evil, meant it, meant it. God, same word, meant it, meant it, it, evil, meant it, for good. You'll keep infusing yourself into the stories of the Bible like you're the hero. You're not David. The Bible's not about you. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad you are here today. Thank you for hanging in with me while I took that very long break, if you will, from podcasting um, for the holidays. And um, thank you for bearing with me through my random, just kind of rambling episode that I did last week to kind of catch everybody up with where we're at. So we are going to be starting today our series going through defining biblical terms and trying to better understand what each term means. And so in doing this, I realized that each term's going to take a couple of episodes. So kind of the format I think I'm going to do is give a very broad definition of each term, explain why these terms are important, and then start breaking down the different aspects of each term. So today we're going to be learning about theology and we will get into that. But what the format we're going to do today is we are going to just do a very basic understanding of theology. I will be breaking down a couple of different aspects of it, but we won't be doing a full-blown super the- theology definition just because it would take so, so, so long. And I'm trying to keep these episodes under 30 minutes if I can help it. So today we'll see how that goes if I make my goal of staying under 30 minutes. So what is theology? I know it's something we have all heard in church, or hopefully we have. There are some negative connotations um, in some areas of the United States with the word theology. And There are other people like me who very, very much love theology, and there was a time where I thought theology was a very bad thing, a very bad term, a very bad word, because that's what I was taught. Um, You know, I've talked about before the people who say no creed but Christ, and they say things like about how, you know, God just speaks to them. They don't need to study their Bible. They just get, you know, they just read and they get up there and preach or teach whatever God gives them in that very moment. Or there are people who God speaks directly to them and they feel like theology stamps that out. And while it does kind of stamp out the whole God speaking to us thing and God just giving us stuff on the spot when we're teaching or preaching, um, it doesn't take away the spiritual aspect of Christianity. Something that Paul Washer, who we all know by now, is one of my favorite preachers, 
says, you know, he, he is Reformed Baptist. He believes in theology and systematic theology. He has learned those things and he applies those things to his life. But there is still a supernatural aspect to Christianity. And you can see that going all the way back to Jonathan Edwards' time. And I hope to also cover Jonathan Edwards soon. He is one of my favorite, 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 favorite American figures. And um, his life was just so encouraging to me. And um, if you have not heard his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, I encourage you to go listen to it. It is so powerful and it is so different than anything we really hear today. The way he delivered it, the um, allegories he used throughout it, the just colorful speech is just very different than anything we hear these days. And um, Paul Washer and Jonathan Edwards in my book are very closely related. So if you like Paul Washer, I'm sure you'll like Jonathan Edwards as well. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So what is theology? What does this mean? If you Google the very, very basic definition of theology, you will find that Google spits out the definition, theology is the study of the nature of God and religious belief. But theology has um, a very literal meaning, and um, it comes from the Greek. It's derived from the Greek. Um, Theos, which means God, and logos, which means word about or study of. So it literally means the study of God. So Theology encompasses the study of man, sin, creation, salvation, and the church, all under the study of God. So the Gospel Coalition says this about theology. The reason theology may rightly be used of these other areas is this. Theology is the study of God and his relations to, purposes for, and work within the created universe, which includes his creation of the world, his formation of a man as male and female in his image, their fall into sin, his plan of salvation and restoration for a fallen world, including his call of Abraham and the choice of Israel through whom the Messiah would come, his providential workings to bring about salvation through the incarnation, sinless life, substitutionary death and victorious resurrection of his son, his formation of the church, and his plans to bring all creation to its divinely decreed ends. This expanse of what theology covers is breathtaking, and it shows us just how comprehensive and widely impactful it is to all of life, end quote. There are many different areas when it comes to the study of theology, just as the Gospel Coalition stated, there are a couple that we're going to talk about today that I feel like are super important to kind of mention. And there are others that are very important as well, such as um, historical theology and practical theology that I won't get into today. But one of the very important um, aspects of theology is theology proper. It's probably one of the most important, if not the most important theological study. And theology proper is simply put just the study of the doctrine of God. This is super important because as A.W. Tozer states, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So what Tozer is saying here is the way we view God and how we understand God, how we know God will shape everything else in our lives, the way we view the world, which is why it says so much about us. 
Understanding theology proper or the doctrine of God is important because it will be the framework by which we view everything else throughout the Bible and in our culture. Another aspect of theology that um, I'm particularly um, interested in and feel like it's very important to kind of talk about today, is systematic theology. So we have theology proper, which is the doctrine of God and understanding who God is. Systematic theology is a little different. Systematic theology is a form of theology in which the aim is to arrange religious truths in a self-consistent whole. Systematic theology allows us to properly apply biblical theology to our lives and the world around us. Many people will have philosophical ideas and they bring them to the Bible and they try to fit scripture into their philosophical ideas when really they have it entirely backwards. The way we should function as Christians is systematically. We should bring our philosophies to the scripture and our philosophies should change because of what the scripture says. The scripture should shape everything in our lives. And that is a lot of what systematic theology is about. Systematic theology is important because it keeps us from taking the Bible out of context and makes us let the scriptures rule instead of our culture or philosophies. Systematic theology is founded upon certain key beliefs that God has already revealed himself, not only through nature, but also through the writings of the Bible and that the Bible is completely true. When God reveals himself, he does so in accordance to his character and nature, which we find in the Bible. And since we know that the scripture says that God is not an author of confusion, we know that the only way God can reveal himself to us is when it's in accordance to his word. Otherwise, things just get really mucky and confusing. The second key belief of systematic theology is that this theology shows that there is unity, coherence, and consistency throughout the entire scripture through God. Systematic theology takes the entire scope of scripture and fits it all together cohesively, which is so, so important. The system that systematic theology speaks of in its name is not something that's man-made, which a lot of people tend to try to believe, but it is a system that's already in the Bible and we're just learning about it. That's what systematic theology is. It's learning the systems by which everything functions in the Bible. So that's a really beautiful one to me just because I like to understand how things work. And systematic theology allows me to learn more about how things kind of all work together in the Bible. Another very key point in theology is biblical theology. And I'm not spending as much time on this today just because I hope to have my husband who's been taking biblical theology classes at Reformation Bible College. I would really like him to come on with me and break this down one day. But um, biblical theology is an all-encompassing path through the Bible and its, and its revelations. This study of theology births systematic theology in a lot of ways. This theology walks through the entire Bible and helps us understand redemption, sin, dominions, and powers. This is a linear progression through the Bible, whereas systematic theology is more topical and helps us understand certain topics of the Bible. 
There are other forms of theology, other subcategories of theology. However, we will not be diving into those today. We will try to explore many different forms of theology going forward in other episodes. So we have kind of given a very, very um, broad definition of theology. And I hope this allows you to kind of understand what theology is. So, so far we've covered theology is the study of God. We've learned about biblical theology, systematic theology, as well as theology proper, all of which work together. And there's also historical theology and um, practical theology that I've not really touched today. Historical theology will probably be its entire own um, episode just because I am a history major as well as some minors in church um, aspects such as apologetics and things like that. And I've taken many church history courses. So um, I have a lot of knowledge on that. And so that will probably have to be its own complete episode. But we will be getting into all of those different subdivisions of theology and what theology kind of separates into all the different umbrellas under the term theology in later episodes. But now that we kind of have a foundational understanding of what theology is, I want to talk about why understanding theology is important because a lot of people don't feel like it's super important. And I think it's because one, they don't understand what theology means, but also they don't understand, you know, why it's important. That's why I'm going to talk about it, but they don't understand what it brings to their lives and why studying the Bible, essentially, because that's what theology is, is important. So why is understanding theology so important? Well, like we talked about earlier, theology shapes the way we view the world around us because it helps us better know and understand who God is. By better understanding what the Bible says about God, salvation, sin, and creation, we are building a framework by which we are viewing the world and it will impact our entire lives. I had to take an intro to theology class in college a couple of years ago, and we had an entire chapter, possibly even two whole chapters, that was dedicated to explaining what a theologian does and who is a theologian. One point the author of this textbook made sure to point out is that every Christian is a theologian. We are constantly thinking about God or listening and learning about God. The only thing we get to decide is if we're a good theologian or a bad one. But every Christian is most definitely a theologian, regardless of how deep they decide to go into theology. I spoke with my husband, Jonathan, earlier and asked why he felt theology was important. Aside from our aforementioned framework statements and the fact that we're all theologians anyways, we need to just decide if we're going to be a good one or a bad one. He gave some awesome insight to me, and um, I wanted to share that with you guys today. John said, theology is how we know who God is. It is the most important subject, even outside of the universe. Theology encapsulates every aspect of our lives. And if we don't know anything about God, then we honestly do not know anything about any subject at all. I may be biased, but I felt like this was beautifully stated. John is so right. We can truly never know anything about any subject on the face of the earth without knowing anything about God. Understanding God's nature allows us to make sense of the things around us, never perfectly, but always progressively. Things make more and more sense as we learn more and more about God. 
When I started taking theology more seriously, even the things that will never make sense this side of eternity allowed me to rest in a sovereign ruler who means for all of this to happen. Resting in the fact that nothing happens to us, but they only happen for us, allows me to rest and let go of so much worry. That's just one thing theology can do for the believer. Understanding theology allows us to lay our worries and anxieties down. So why is theology so important? Why am I taking a whole episode to give you a brief rundown on this subject? Well, there are several reasons, but I'll list just 10 for you today, guys. Don't worry. Number one, because we can't feel our way towards knowledge of God. This is so important. Many people believe that God still speaks to us, but Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says differently. Long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. That was Hebrews 1, 1 through 4. God doesn't speak to us the way he did in the Bible. And honestly, the way people talk about God speaking to them makes the Bible and God a lot more confusing. When we know that God's not the author of confusion, God speaks only through his word. And no feeling we can get changes what the Lord has said. We search constantly for feelings and emotional highs when we just need to be chasing him through his word. Knowledge isn't gained through feelings. Knowledge is gained through facts and truth, and the Bible is the ultimate truth. Number two, because the Bible is not a grab bag of facts about God. You may know facts about God, but that's completely different than having a relationship with him, which is what theology allows us to do more fully. When we are learning about God and starting to understand him, It doesn't just intrigue our minds, but it changes our hearts and our lives. That's what the Holy Spirit does as we learn more about God. He changes our lives. Anybody who gets into theology and it doesn't drastically change their lives and their beliefs, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they do life. I hate that phrase, by the way, do life. Anyways, the way they live life, if it doesn't drastically change those things, their their minds are just being intrigued and they're being very intellectual about it. Theology makes a radical change in your life because you better understand who God is and his plans for us. And how wonderful and magnificent he is. He is so far above and so much more holy than we realize until we study theology. And once you realize how holy he is and how sinful we are, knowing that he chose to save us makes you live life so differently than you did previously. Number three, God isn't just a good self-help instructor. Much of Christianity has turned into this. You will be hard-pressed to find a church that is not a self-help group that meets on Sundays. 
God is not here to make us feel better about ourselves. He wants our praise and our glory, and that is something we learn through theology. God's not here to make us feel good about who we are. He wants us to trust in who He is. And that is something I know I've talked about on previous episodes, is that a lot of times we want to be seen as good, and we want a God who tells us how wonderful we are, when really... God's not wanting us to see how wonderful we are. He's wanting us to see how wonderful he is. He is the most wonderful. And and we are not. And that doesn't mean that God wants us constantly depressed. But when you learn about theology and you learn about sin and man and our total depravity and how holy and wonderful God is, it's not going to matter to you anymore how other people view you or how you view yourself because you know that a holy God deserves all the praise and glory, that it's not about you anymore. And this is something that I dealt with a lot in high school and middle school, just not feeling accepted, even up until just a couple of years ago when I started diving into the Bible. I cared way too much about what people thought about me. I cared way too much about whether I had friends and whether I was well-locked. And don't get me wrong, I want to be locked, but at the same time, I'm willing to throw all of it away for just more of Him, to share more about Him, to post on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere more about Him. Because the deeper I go, the more I see how much more wonderful he is. Number four, because God's will for your life isn't really about your life. The Christian life is all about giving glory to God. Like the Westminster Catechism says, what is man's chief end? Man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And that is our purpose, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Number five, because it's not just what you believe that matters, but why you believe it and how. This is what theology is, helping us understand what the Bible says so that we we can live out our beliefs in our everyday life. Number six, because knowing who God is allows us to see ourselves, others, and the world around us for what they really are. We are sinners in desperate need of a Savior. If you grew up in church like I did, you heard these words. But until you truly start studying for yourself and learning theology, you will never know the true depths of those words. You will never understand how desperately you need a Savior and how wonderful the Savior truly is until you start diving in to learning about him. Number seven, because we want to know the one who loved us first. And honestly, this is really what it's all about. Number eight, because we want assurance. Assurance is a doctrine, but we derive our doctrines from our theology. The doctrine of assurance is one that is so precious to me. I've struggled for years over whether I did enough to be saved or if I was too bad a person to be saved, or if I were sincere enough when I prayed to be saved. 
And when I began learning about theology and about who God is and what's, what he has done, I understood that all I had to do was rest in his redeeming love. Nothing else. There was no prayer I had to pray. I didn't have to go to an altar. I didn't have to do anything but rest in him. There's nothing more precious than seeing friends and family come to this knowledge as well when they've struggled for years over whether they were saved. Coming to this doctrine of assurance has allowed them to rest and love God more fully. Theology brought me assurance of my salvation because it enabled me to know more about my God. Number nine, we want rest. This goes hand in hand with assurance, but theology also allows us to rest and lay aside all of our worries because we know that no matter what happens, God is sovereign and in complete control. I was told so many times when I struggled with infertility that if I prayed hard enough, God would give me a baby. And month after month, I was devastated and beat myself up thinking I didn't have enough faith or I didn't pray enough or that I sinned just too much for God to give me a child. But now, three babies later, I know that he is sovereign and I can rest in him and trust that he knows what is best for me and he will do what is best for me even when I see it as evil. Number 10, because we want him. Ultimately, the deeper we dive into theology, the more we want of it and the more we want of God. That's why this is so important. I could give so many metaphors about getting to know your spouse and how that is important and how that's a lot like our relationship with God. Like, why would you expect someone to stick around if you didn't try to know them? However, I have a slightly different take on it. If you didn't love your spouse first, then you certainly would not bother to try to get to know them on a deeper level. Many people who are listening to this are probably saved. And until you fall in love with God, you're not going to want to know him deeper. We must first love God deeply enough to want to know him more. We will never know him perfectly on this side of eternity but we should all be striving to know him more because we love him and want to know him better. In closing, theology really allows us to fulfill 2 Corinthians 10.5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete taking every thought captive to obey Christ. We don't know what thoughts to take captive until we have a parameter for those thoughts. Our parameter for our thoughts comes from the study of God. It comes from theology, doctrines as well, but we'll get into that in a couple of weeks. But to be able to take every thought captive to obey Christ requires us to know him, to know about him, to know his word. I don't do that perfectly. Nobody's going to do it perfectly. But we should be striving every day to know more and more about him. And the only way to know more about him, it's not through worship music, unless it's sound worship. That's a lot of scripture. 
It's not through even just a sermon on Sunday mornings, although that helps. It takes a personal, intimate dive into the scriptures to know him. Sunday school's great. Going to church is great. You should do that if you're a Christian. We're called to do that as a Christian. Youth group is great. Wednesday night services are great. Sunday night services are great. But none of those things are going to enable you fully to know God better unless you are diving into the scriptures yourself. This is something I didn't take super seriously until the past couple of years. And I'm so glad that God opened my eyes to how important this is. I hope this episode has given you a brief description of what theology is and why it matters. I plan to go more in depth about the different parts and categories of theology going forward. But if you would like to know more about theology from some from some great men of God, um, check out R.C. Sproul. He does a whole lecture on theology. He taught systematic theology in college, and he was also the founder of Reformation Bible College, which is all about theology. John MacArthur is a pastor who is great um, to check out for a lot of theological um, lessons and topics. A.W. Pink is wonderful. A.W. Tozer, James Montgomery Boyce, and Jonathan Edwards. All these men are great resources if you're looking to dive into theology more. Another place to really check out is um, For the Gospel. It's a podcast and a YouTube channel. They really talk more about doctrine and explaining the doctrines of our faith. But that goes hand in hand with theology like we've talked about. So I encourage you to check them out as well. I'm going to link R.C. Sproul's systematic theology clip in the description box for anyone who'd like to learn more about systematic theology. I actually um, used him a lot as a reference when talking about systematic theology. So go check him out. And there's a bunch of different links to like what Reformed theology is and different types of theology and really going more in depth to what theology is. So if you just can't wait or would like a better explanation than what I could ever give you, checking out R.C. Sproul is really the way to go. If you really liked learning um, about theology, if you liked this episode, please um, feel free to send me um, a, a message and let me know that you've liked this episode. If you would like to know different definitions of Christian terminology, and if you've learned something, I'd really love to hear from you in um, my Facebook or Instagram um, inboxes. And you can find me at Keep Your Pearls podcast on Instagram, and I think it's just Keep Your Pearls on Facebook, and they both have a profile picture that's the same as this podcast episode. We will be covering doctrines, apologetics, and Reformed theology in the coming weeks, and I'm so, so excited to share about all these things with you because I'm very passionate about all of these things. Please send any questions or comments to my Instagram or Facebook inboxes. I would love to hear from you, or if you have any suggestions about what you would like to hear about, please feel free to send them to me. I would love to hear from you. Commenting on Facebook, I don't always see So be sure to send me an inbox message on Instagram or Facebook to make sure I see any of your comments. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy hearing me ramble. I'm so thankful that I have anybody listening, but um, I'm so thankful for you 
And I pray that you have a wonderful week. And I pray that you go and you learn more about our Lord and Savior. Until next time, go and serve your king. I stole that from Todd Friel. That will not be my sign off every time. He might sue me. I don't know. Thank you guys for listening. Have a blessed week. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.